0: So how should we start this one?
1: Um, I don't know.
0: How about I'll sing the Star Wars theme song? Okay. Because there's words to it. No, there's not. But I'll make up words on the spot. Okay. And then you'll do the second verse, right? Do you
1: want me to play? No.
0: Here. And then I'll like do extra work and I'll put the music in because we'll put all sorts of sound stuff in.
1: Okay. This sounds like an extravaganza.
0: Star Wars, we're watching Star Wars. They're real great movies, but not the first three. (laughs) Unless you're talking about release dates, then they're real good ones, but the next three suck. (laughs) The last three are much more complex than that, due to audience expectations. (laughs) people have very personal bonds to them and they are real resistant to
1: change
0: now you take it for the next verse ready
1: star wars there's pretty princesses and some really cool monsters and some creepy people
0: that's pretty yeah there you go i like that.
1: that that was that was me singing about star wars
0: Welcome to a very special episode of I Love This, You Should Too. I'm Indiwan Kenobi, and with me is Princess Samantha (laughs) Padmehese.
1: I like that. I like that I'm a princess.
0: (laughs) An elected princess.
1: (laughs) I'm an elected queen.
0: (laughs) No, no, the queen isn't an elected office. Princesses, however. Oh. Oh no! A queen is. She's queen. Yes, yes she's queen
1: sorry. of Medalla. All right,
0: we'll get. It. I was thinking about Princess Leia. Still, so what we are doing? We're doing a real special stuff. We are going to talk about all nine Star Wars movies.
1: But not but, today.
0: No, that's too much. For
1: we're an only going to do three today.
0: Yeah, so we're going to talk about episodes one through three. That is the the prequel trilogy for yes. most of you. The ones that came out in the early 2000s, late 90s? Was it 99 on one of them?
1: Um, the first one came 99. out 99, May 19th, 99. And episode 2 came out May 16th, 2002. And Episode 3 came out May 19th, 2005.
0: So we are going to talk about all of those ones. Next week, we are going to have Episodes 4. Four through six, mostly known as the original trilogy. The My Also favorites. known as
1: the good stuff. <laughs> yep.
0: And then we are going to talk about the last three, which are the current ones that had just come out. And we haven't even seen the last one yet. No. Nope. And before seeing the last one, the kind of impetus for doing all of this is that we wanted to start at the beginning, watch them all, and then watch the newest one and wrap up this whole yeah, saga.
1: Kind of like what we did with the Marvel movies. um just kind of doing them all chronologically. I think we'll have lots of interesting takes on these. Yeah,
0: chronologically in the world of the movie, not yes. by release date.
1: Not by release date, no. Because I do think we should have started with four, five, six if we were doing them by like release date. So let's start off.
0: The year is nineteen ninety nine. Audiences are infatuated with child actors after Haley Joel Osment stuns crowds in the Sixth Sense. <laughs> I think that came up first. I'm not sure
1: actually. <laughs>
0: And the most anticipated movie, perhaps of all time, really. There may have been no more hype for any movie than this one.
1: Episode one, yeah. Episode
0: one, The Phantom Menace comes out. So let's start off with, what were your experiences of this way back when? Did you see it when it was new?
1: This was the only one of the first three episodes that I actually saw, because the first one sucked.
0: Yeah, so you you saw it, how old were you?
1: Uh, I was like 99. 11-ish? Yeah, I was probably like 10, 11. All right. And I just like saw it and didn't see the next two because I was just so disappointed in it. I love the original three. Like love. Did them. you know
0: like them back then?
1: Did I like them back then? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we used to own them on VHS, and I used to watch them quite often, actually. Oh, was it
0: that sweet box set with yes. Darth Vader, like, half of the mask on it? Yeah. And then each tape had a different person, and Yoda was on one. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a Stormtrooper on one, and Vader on one. I think
1: my parents still have it in their basement on I the I know bookshelf. I do. So, uh, yeah, so I remember watching that a couple of times, and uh, I I really enjoyed the first three. It was the first kind of trilogy-like movie set that i really glommed onto
0: nowadays everything we know is going to be everything yeah everything's more but we'll talk about those ones when it comes down to it when we on our next episode so i had seen this one in theaters on opening weekend oh wow yeah i wasn't like a huge huge star wars fan but everyone was caught up in the hype of this and I was in Calgary at the time, visiting my sister. I was, I don't know, 14 or something like that. <laughs> and we drove to Airdrie because that was the only place you could get tickets. You couldn't get tickets <gasps> right. in Calgary. This Everything was also, was sold out.
1: like, of the time of, like, the Harry Potter movies as well. So, like, midnight releases were a huge thing, and pre-buying tickets.
0: When was the first Harry Potter movie? It feels so much later than this to me, but maybe not. I thought Harry Potter was way after. But who knows? I'm sure someone out there knows. And you're yelling at your car ipod right now
1: oh 2001 okay so just a
0: couple years later just a couple
1: years later but this is when midnight midnight releases got really like
0: i wonder if this was the movie to maybe. get that going because
1: i know all the harry potter ones like it was an established thing when the harry potter movie started coming out it was yes. like you go you see the like eleven fifty nine showing of the movie and like it's a huge deal and people wait in line all night and like it's a whole thing. Um, but maybe maybe Star Wars is what started that.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about that on our other podcast, Waiting for Harry, but waiting for the <laughs> Harry Potter movies in life. Yes. So when I saw this in 99, I was conflicted because oh. I knew that Star Wars was good. And then I watched this and I'm still like 14 or whatever it is. So I wasn't of the mindset I am now that like that was bad and they should have done better. I was just... <laughs> confused. I was like, yeah. Star Wars is good, but this wasn't, right? Am I wrong? And I was yeah. just kind of ter- coming to terms with something that, because it's conflicting that you love Star Wars, but I don't love this, so mm-hmm. maybe I don't love Star Wars? Is this not Star Wars? Either way, there was something off about it. I didn't hate it, hate it, but I knew that something was wrong. Yes. And I think at that age, I couldn't really articulate what was wrong with it.
1: I think I fallen in the same boat there.
0: Mm-hmm. It was disappointed, I think, is what I was, but I couldn't... I'm not sure I knew at the time that that's what I was. It was just wrong. Something was wrong. It's just wrong.
1: <laughs> I love that description of it. Um, Yeah, and this is the... was the first Star Wars movie that I had seen that I didn't see more than once.
0: And then we chose to watch it now. I think I had seen them all once again since mm-hmm. the prequels. When episode seven came out, I kind of did the same thing of like starting at the beginning right. and going out to see that one. Well, first of all, I should say that you really didn't know what was going on in this movie because I was watching Body of Evidence. Oh my God. A 19- I knew
1: you were going to mention this. <laughs> yes,
0: absolutely. Uh, maybe an early 90s or late 80s Madonna movie with Willem Dafoe. It's like an erotic thriller. It's very bad, <laughs> but looks very much of that time. You came in, watched a couple minutes, and said like, oh, you're not supposed to start Phantom Menace without me. <laughs> you thought that the movie Body of Evidence with Madonna having sex with Willem Dafoe was a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Do, any defense about no, that?
1: No, defense. <laughs> you, you still think they look very similar? No, I don't.
0: Do you think Phantom Menace would be better with Madonna in it?
1: Yes, 100%. Do
0: you think Body of Evidence would be better with Jar Jar Binks in it?
1: Probably, I think
0: they really should borrow they a little should from just me. Just switch, yeah. They, that's what we need right now is an erotic Star Wars movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I bet if we went on like the porn websites, that but I don't be able want a to find porn it. Star Wars parody. You just want, like, I want a sexier version of Star Wars. I want Wars. an erotic Star uh, Wars movie. Okay, I'll see what I can find you.
0: I guess Flesh Gordon is probably that.
1: What's Flesh Gordon?
0: So Star Wars is just to take off a take-off of Flash Gordon, right? And there wasn't like a, an erotic kind of parody of it called Flesh Gordon. Oh. I've never seen it, actually. So maybe it just is a full on porno. But we <laughs> should get talking about Phantom Menace.
1: Remember that time we were going to podcast about Star Wars and I ended up talking about erotica? <laughs> yeah, I do. It was
0: great. So first impressions. You hadn't seen it in 20 years. What do you think of it?
1: It was real dumb.
0: It was real dumb?
1: I don't know if I just don't like it or if my original, like, first reaction to it back when I saw it for the first time just stuck around with me and I had a really bad attitude going into it. It could be.
0: And I think maybe I was almost like a little more fresh than you because I didn't hate it when I saw it as a kid. I was confused by it. And now I've been thinking over the years... You know what? I'm really sick of all these fanboys saying like, that's not what this should be. And they just kind of claim ownership of something that really it belongs to everyone. It belongs to if anyone, maybe you could argue to George Lucas. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And this is what he's doing with it. So deal with it. Yeah. So then I watched it. I was like, you know, I'm going to see the good stuff. I know there's going to be bad stuff. I was very surprised. I was surprised that it is terrible in ways that I did not remember. It's so much worse than I thought.
1: Interesting. And I
0: knew it was going to be bad, but whoa. Yeah. It is rough.
1: It was a rough watch. All three were a rough watch, honestly.
0: And I get that if you saw this when you were six years old and you're like, you know what? I thought Jar Jar was funny. That's great. Like, I can't take away from that. That's awesome that you did. But I think this movie is flawed in a lot of ways. And maybe we'll talk about those now. Right now. Maybe we should be nice. Let's start off with good. What was good in this movie?
1: Um, All of Padme's outfits.
0: You know what? I have that written, too. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, I, I really enjoyed how, um, like, cool her outfits were without making her, like, dumb, like, fashion princess. You know how, like, sometimes when you see people um, in a movie like this, they're, like, dumb and really vapid and very much like oh i have to look good all the time where she was like she's kind of a badass and like she has some really good outfits but doesn't kind of default to the i'm a dumb fashion loving girl
0: no and i think that's probably a strength of all three trilogies which so. people don't talk about enough is that yeah you have princesses and queens but they're they're badasses yeah. too they're full characters and
1: they they dress great like yep. throughout the entire three the trilogy of trilogies um you nonology nonology yeah okay I think. um that you get really really strong female characters who dress incredible but never really talk about it
0: mm-hmm. although this time i wish that we did hear a little bit more about what queen amidala is
1: i want backstory on her i want
0: the lore of this world which we don't know because she has these cool outfits and you, you assume that it's Kind of a tradition that the royal family, and then you realize it's not a royal family. She's an elected queen. Yeah, I want to know more about Naboo. How do you get elected queen?
1: I want to be elected queen.
0: And is a 14-year-old girl the best
1: choice to lead a planet?
0: Maybe she is. Maybe. But you'd think there would be people with more life experience if you're electing them.
1: True, true. I don't really understand. I want to know more about that.
0: Yeah, if I'm going to elect a queen, I think I'd go for someone at least in their 30s.
1: Of all the Star Wars, like, TV shows they've made, they should make one about Padme. How she becomes, like, her pre-story.
0: Because that's what we need, is more talk of, like, trade embargoes and Senate reform. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, I want to see,
1: like, the pre-Padme, like, Queen Padme. I want to see, like, her being elected queen and, like... You just want
0: to see, like, a 13-year-old running for office. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, I totally Yeah, yeah that I that. think that sounds awesome. Yeah, that's pretty good.
1: Um... What did you think was a really good thing about this movie?
0: The costumes, of course, were good. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot, but you know what shines through is that score. Oh, yeah. The score is great. I don't know why. I kind of make fun of John Williams a lot, and I always (laughs) say that I hate him, but I also kind of have to admit that he's kind of the best. (laughs) I think it's like how everyone hates Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Because you're just tired of him doing everything great. Yeah. And you hate him for that. I think that's why I hate John Williams, because, man... Jaws, Star Wars, like he's just everything is so good yeah. and in this movie that's one of the, the few shining stars of it I guess one of the, my favorite pieces in all nine movies is in this one oh. and that is uh, Duel of the Fates.
1: Right, you've been listening to that quite a bit. I've been
0: talking about it a lot
1: We learned about bassoons today
0: because <laughs> I don't think I know very much about music but I was like, is that a bassoon? It sounds like there's this nice bassoon through line it has kind of a back and forth of dueling melodies. Uh-huh. People are dueling, but then the music is kind of dueling with itself too. It gains pace, the tempo changes, and then it has that choir. <laughs>
1: I've been enjoying listening to it when you've been listening to it out, out in the house. I think that that really adds something to a movie that doesn't have that much going for it. Very
0: true. Now, I guess we can talk about what we didn't like, which is most of the other stuff. All of it. I get. The most common defense of this movie is like, well, it's for kids. You saw the first ones when you were a kid and you're too old for these ones now. But I don't know if that rings true.
1: I think it's like the Harry Potter movies. They're for everybody.
0: Yeah. And if you can't make it enjoyable to people of different ages, I think you're not succeeding as a whole.
1: You're doing a bad job.
0: Maybe you could argue that... We're supposed to identify with the protagonist, but in the original trilogy, you get like a 17-ish year old Luke, and that's probably the target audience for that is 17-year-old boys. Yeah. It appeals to many more people, and we'll talk about that when we get to those. But in this one, I think you're supposed to identify with this six-year-old, and I think the target audience is like six-year-olds.
1: That's dumb.
0: It is. Not to make a target audience six-year-olds, because that can be great. It can yeah. be done well, but- I think this one, it really patronizes kids. It's saying that, like, oh, yeah, they're just kids. They're dumb. They just want slapstick humor. Yeah. And that's not always the case. I'm sure kids love a lot of this. But the original trilogy had a lot more faith in children. Mm-hmm. And it was giving them more emotional stuff to deal with. It was because less it dumbed said, down.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Because it said, like, yeah, kids are going to have the emotional intelligence to deal with this kind of they're stuff. They're going to
1: be able to feel the feelings that come up in this movie, for sure.
0: And then even if you're making it for kids, and that's your excuse, then you know what kids really love? Talk about Senate policies and trade embargoes. Because <laughs> that's what they hit you with. That's the beginning of this movie. Yeah, That's the beginning of this, like, great, adventurous, giant world is talk about trade embargoes. And
1: government. Oh,
0: it's so boring. And it's also surprisingly confusing. So that makes me think, like, no, it's not targeted at six-year-olds. Because could you really follow... No. Like, who's doing what and why?
1: As an adult, no.
0: No, it's complicated and unnecessarily yes. complicated. Or maybe it's just poorly explained. It's like but a it's whole one government
1: system that they don't, like you said, they don't do a good job of explaining it. And suddenly I'm like, hey, I'm lost. And I don't know how a child could watch this movie. And maybe they just gloss over the, like, they forget about the government parts. But I'm, I'm like, sure. I don't understand what is going on in the government, which. Doesn't help me understand who these people are and why suddenly there's like a fight happening.
0: Definitely. And I'm not sure if this movie is relying on us to already know the original trilogy or to have no knowledge of it. Because sometimes they'll have sequences that only make sense if you know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they'll have entire parts that if you already know the future, you're like, well, why would they do this? That doesn't line up. It's just it's lazy in a lot of ways. And yeah. it was it was a real tough movie to get through. Yeah. Like the words federation, Senate, and Republic were thrown around so often at the beginning that I had no idea what any like who belonged to what.
1: Yeah, it was very confusing because they kind of also used some words interchangeably that weren't the same kind of thing. Yeah. Like Senate Federation, like, there's a lot of government words that if I was six, I wouldn't know anyway. Mm-hmm. And they use them like they all mean the same thing and they don't. Yes. They're very different kinds of government.
0: And I don't want to just keep comparing it to the original trilogy, but, you know, of course, that's gonna and happen. that's what's
1: going to happen. <laughs> but
0: within two minutes of the start of the original trilogy, you got Empire Rebels, got it. And everything just makes so much more sense.
1: yeah. Yeah. And like the rebellion. And they don't use multiple words for the same thing that don't actually mean the same thing. Yes. That was my big beef with it was like, is it a Senate? Is it like the Empire? Like, is it this? Is it that? Is it like... Padme
0: belongs to the Senate. Yeah. But there's a federation of... A trade federation. Yeah, trade partners. That's the racist Chinese ones. Right. They're the federation. And then there's also... The council? Oh, and then there's the council. That's the Jedi's. Yeah. Who do the Jedi work for?
1: I don't know. I think they're like the UN, maybe? Isn't the Senate the UN? I don't know.
0: They're like kind of the UN police, but then they also kind of just do what they want.
1: Mm -hmm. Because they're magic. Sometimes? Sometimes. No,
0: they're not magic. It's all scientific. And that's one of the things I hate most about this
1: movie.
0: (sighs) So there was such a sense of wonder, again, with the original trilogy. And everyone's like... I can be Luke. I can be Leia. I can do these things. I can believe in the force. And it's all about believing and strength of character. Mm -hmm. And now we get like, oh, no, no, it's none of that. It's science. There's midichlorians in your blood. And that's what makes you a Jedi.
1: Because that's cool.
0: So it doesn't matter if you're good or bad or how hard you try. Yeah. It's it's all genetic. Mm -hmm. This movie just takes all of those wonderful things and then strips the gloss off all of the amazement of it the fun parts and gives you concrete boring uninteresting answers for it
1: one of the things i liked about the original trilogy is it's like this ordinary kid learns to become a jedi and he like learns to harness his mind powers with it and it's like This, like, normal guy. So it could literally be anybody. But now it's just his blood.
0: Yeah, now you do a blood test, and it'll tell you if you're great or not.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't understand why they would demystify things that we have such awe and reverence for.
1: Well, and such iconic things.
0: And so now we learn Darth Vader is the result of an immaculate conception. Did we need to know
1: that? We did
0: not. I I don't care for that. Because you could have done so many better things. You could have been like, oh, it was... This great Jedi Warrior, we never saw him again. Yeah. Oh, he was this evil Sith Lord, we never saw him again. That could be something. But no, it's just like, oh yeah, um the midichlorians got me pregnant and now I have this Jesus baby. I don't know. Jesus
1: baby. Who's gonna become the antichrist. Yeah.
0: Back to the Jedi and who they work for. It seems like less like they're the UN and more like they're the CIA because they're sent in to topple governments that they have no business interfering with. Mm. They should kind of let people solve their own stuff. And
1: they go and fight. Yeah. It's like they're like half army, half...
0: Negotiators? Negotiate,
1: like FBI, yeah. But they
0: don't negotiate. They just go and like start killing people. Yeah. Are the Jedi
1: the bad guys? I don't know. They're like the Secret Service. They're like spies.
0: Yeah. But the bad guys in this movie are both sides. Yeah. Are we not supposed to know that? Because in the trailers that came out for this movie, they say, like, there's always two, the master and the apprentice. And they show Palpatine as being the master. So we all know that he's bad? I guess Is so. the audience supposed to know? I don't know. Because they go back and forth on that, and it's, it's very unclear. What do you think about how this movie looks?
1: I liked it. It's definitely more like, up to date with CGI and everything. So it does look really cool. Um, But I don't know. I feel like they could have done a lot more, like, set-wise.
0: Yeah, it, again, going to the original trilogy, but what I loved about that movie is how lived-in that world looks. Mm -hmm. And everything in this is so clean and shiny, and it's just much less interesting because of that. There's no weight to anything on the set. But maybe we'll talk more about that in Attack of the Clones, because that's all Attack of the Clones is. Yes. And there doesn't seem to be a lot of humanity in this movie. Like, I think Shmi is a person. Shmi is um, the well-named mother of Anakin.
1: Oh, yes. Okay. She
0: seems like a human.
1: She is a human.
0: No one else is.
1: Just Anakin. Is he?
0: He doesn't really have any emotions that I could relate to. No,
1: he leaves his mother and he's like, Okay, bye, Mom.
0: So I guess we have to talk about anakin yes what do you think of him
1: i hated him
0: and i was so
1: unlikable
0: i really don't want to jump on this because this movie ruined that man's life that poor boy who played anakin really and it's not his fault you are a child that was put into this poor danny lloyd i think his name was and it's not his fault and he was getting i'm sure terrible direction because what i've learned watching this i don't think george lucas talks to actors they said on the original trilogy, all he would say is uh, faster or more intense. Those are the only two things he ever tells actors. He doesn't get into backstory or emotion. That's just not his thing. He's a technician. That's weird. And when you have a child directed by someone like that, you're set up for failure. And oh, this kid fails. He's very bad. Yeah. got And I feel sorry for him. He's a victim of this. But yeah, he is very bad in it. Let's talk about some of our other main characters. We have Qui-Gon Jinn. Played by Schindler. What's his name? Uh, Taken. You know that guy. (laughs) Liam Neeson. Mr. Taken.
1: I love how you describe people sometimes.
0: Schindler. What do you think about Schindler in this?
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: What kind of... Exactly. I think that's the best (laughs) answer.
1: I just... I have no feelings on him.
0: Because he has no feelings. Is he a great Jedi? Is he the worst Jedi? I don't know.
1: He has no defining kind of character points not at all Mm -hmm.
0: you learn more about luke skywalker in 30 seconds than you do two hours of qui-gon jen yeah i don't know anything about him yeah i don't know if he's good or bad at what he does i don't know if he's liked and respected i assume ewan mcgregor likes and respects him but that's the only one i know about
1: yeah what about anakin like him
0: maybe do they even talk
1: I don't think so. That's the other thing. Like, he has no dialogue or rapport with anybody.
0: No. Who's the protagonist of this movie? Is it Qui-Gon Jinn? Is it Anakin?
1: I think it's Padme.
0: Is it Padme? I don't know. That's just as valid.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I really honestly don't know because it is such a strange approach to all the characters.
0: And I get, like, you want it to be an ensemble, Remember in, again, in A New Hope, getting that team together of uh, yeah. Luke, Leia, Han, and Chewie, and Obi-Wan, how that comes together is great to watch. And yeah. you know once they're all together, you have all these different characteristics. It's going to be a fun ride. Yeah, Here, we have a bunch of people who all are nice. I don't know who the rebellious one is. I don't no. know who the hothead is. I don't know who is going to argue with whoever. And they all get together together based on accidents yeah this jar jar qui-gon obi-wan padme and anakin know. team they just accidentally fall together and there's no conflict between them yeah there's no love between them there is between a child and a teenager it's which is real rough. weird but we'll talk about that later it's just it's not interesting it's bad writing is what it, it is. is
1: Bad writing and bad direction
0: you know, one of the things I really hate is how you can't show any alien in this movie without them doing an improv bit. Mm-hmm. Like every crowd actor is like, whoa, 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 and slipping on banana peels and like, I'll churn this wrench. Oh, oil sprays in my face. Yeah. It's just like this world is populated by a bunch of alien Jim Carrey's Ew. and Robin Williams's <laughs> and it is too much for it me. It
1: is too much. Yeah. You can't just have like a normal, helpful alien. They have to have some kind of bit.
0: Especially if that bit is racist. Should we get into all of those?
1: Yes, let's get into that.
0: So we have Watto, who is like a Jewish Shylock type. Mm-hmm. And that's really weird. Then you have the Gungans who are, have like that racist <laughs> accent and like how they act. And he's just a slave. And he's like, Misa jaja ja Misa pick cotton for Massa. Remember yeah. when he said that?
1: Yeah, just like... <laughs> Yeah, let's play up some more racial stereotypes. And
0: then you have the Federation, who are the Chinese ones. And have real racist accents and wear, like, the robes and everything. Ooh, George Lucas. Rough. Very rough.
1: Oh, yikes.
0: And there's so many times where something would be said, and I just wanted to raise my hand and be like, why? Wait, why are you doing that? Yeah. But because... You get so overwhelmed by how egregious things like Jar Jar Binks is that you forget that the plot and character motivations make no sense. Yeah, you're kind
1: of more forgiving because Jar Jar is so awful that everyone else who is quite awful and like stereotypical and like not well written, um, you forgive that because they're not the most in your face awful thing about the movie. Yes.
0: Yeah, if anything, I want to talk about this movie and say like, hey, don't get hung up on how bad the child acting in Jar Jar Binks are. It's terrible on many levels. Many,
1: many levels.
0: Like the biggest conflict of this movie is that the Trade Federation wants Padme to sign a treaty so then their invasion is legal. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make any sense. No. If they're willing to take her at gunpoint to sign it, why not forge it? Yeah. If it's signed at gunpoint, that's not going to hold up in any sort of court. No,
1: because it's by force.
0: And just the characters, they're all just so flat and have no agency. It's like it's a bunch of computer controlled characters in a video game or like pieces that you move around on a board game. It's just like they're here now. They're here now. Why are they doing it? It's not of their own will. It's just because they happen to stumble into these things. And sometimes they set the stumbling in motion themselves like... Qui-Gon cheats on that little dice thing so he can win. But if you're going to do that, why didn't you just take the boy and the mother anyway?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you're going to cheat at it, might as well do that. And there's they're all kind of ambiguous because is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? We don't know. He's saving a child from slavery, but he's cheating to do it and he's leaving the mother there. He
1: could have totally taken her on the ship.
0: And then Obi-Wan gets all full of rage at some point, And we know that that's what leads to the dark side, but not really.
1: Yeah, he doesn't go far enough in either direction.
0: So you'd think that since this lives in those greys more, it's going to be different than the all good, all evil, and we'll kind of explore that. Nope. Just kind of happens and then we move on, but they're good guys, so it doesn't matter. So whatever. Do you remember anyone being really excited in this movie? Like the characters? Or Mm -hmm. any strong emotion being shown?
1: Just Jar Jar.
0: I guess like Obi-Wan gets angry when Qui-Gon dies. Yeah. That's it. No one, there's, There's seems like there's no stakes to the characters. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels like there was no actor-director relationship because, you know, people like Natalie Portman and Ewan McGregor, they're good. Mm -hmm. They can be very good. They are good good
1: actors. They're not in this. No.
0: I feel like Ewan McGregor redeems himself over the movies. Natalie Portman is fine. She's not terrible. But I think it's because they would do a take and George Lucas would be like, yeah, fine. Good. Whatever. You said the lines. I could hear you. Let's go.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's no emotion in this. It's very strange, especially when Anakin's like leaving his mother. That could have been a very heart wrenching moment and like really stirred up a lot of emotion for the rest of the movie. And like he's not even phased by it. I don't know a six year old who would be okay with being taken away from their mother forever. Forever. Yeah. I'll never see you again. Bye. Okay. Bye.
0: Yeah. Maybe we should just wrap this one up because we don't have anything good to say. No,
1: I think we're just kind of tearing this one apart.
0: When it ends, nothing feels done or resolved. But also, I don't feel excited to see what happens next. No, It's open-ended, but I'm like, all right, fine. I, I just think that's why I was
1: okay not seeing 2 and 3 initially, because yeah. I was just like, meh, that was a movie, and I can move on from now.
0: <laughs> I think a lot of what it is is the same thing I talk about with how why actors get terrible later in life yeah not aging but when someone is so successful and so rich they lose touch with like what it is to be the characters that they're portraying and i think the same thing kind of goes for george lucas in that he's a technician first and foremost and he can do great things but he's not always the greatest for characters and such yeah in the original trilogy, because he wasn't so successful, he had to rely on a lot of people. Lots of people corrected him. Lots of people like held him back. It was filmed by committee because filmmaking is truly a art form by committee. It's uh-huh. not one person. As much as I subscribe to the whole auteur theory thing, it's not one person that's making a movie. Right. At this point, he had so much success and everyone wanted him to do this. They let him do whatever he wanted.
1: Just free reign.
0: And I don't think he's great at everything. No. No one is. And his weaknesses really show here. And it comes down to the writing and the character stuff. Yeah. And also at one point, Jar Jar Bing smells something bad and says, "Piusa," Because he has a very specific accent, which is just adding the word, su On the things. end of
1: everything.
0: That's the character. He says, su. Sa. But he's actually like the, the big bad guy of the whole movie, right? No. Isn't he? I don't know. <laughs> You want to uh, want to get into some weird stuff? Sure. You know uh, about Darth Jar Jar? No. So Jar Jar Binks secretly Sith master.
1: What? No. Let's
0: follow me through on this. Okay,
1: take me on a journey. <clears throat>
0: so Jedi, some of their powers they can jump much higher than anyone. They can yeah. dodge lasers. Yeah. Jar Jar Binks at one point jumps twenty feet in the air, does a bunch of flips. That seems weird. None of the other Gungans can do that. <laughs> He also, if you watch things in slow motion, he dodges lasers and he starts moving before it's even shot, almost as if he's in touch with the force.
1: Oh, he knows it's coming.
0: He was promoted to general, yeah. which is ridiculous. And in all of those conversations, when he, sees, when he receives promotions or accolades, you can see him kind of wave his hand like this, just as Obi-Wan does when he does the, these aren't the droids you're looking for. At one point, I think it's in the second movie, Palpatine says he needs a brave senator. And who does he get? Do you think it's going to be Padme? No, he gets Jar Jar (laughs) to put forth the motion that Palpatine take over. And if he was a Sith Lord, he would be working with Palpatine.
1: Right. And Jar Jar
0: is the one that puts him into power.
1: Right. Okay. I'm getting behind this Darth Jar Jar thing.
0: In part three, Palpatine takes time out to walk over to Jar Jar and thank him for all of his hard work.
1: Hmm. That's
0: a little weird. Yeah. Why would he do that? This is set up in the other Star Wars movies that someone who is kind of a joke turns out to be much more powerful than we think. Hmm. Like when you first see Yoda, he's like this babbling little dummy and this little tiny guy. And you're like, what is this character? How silly. And then you see him like moving X-wings with his hand. Yeah. Right? So they've already set up that the ones who you least expect can be the most powerful.
1: Interesting.
0: So then the guy who played Jar Jar Binks, he like also had his life ruined by this. <laughs> he was talking in an interview and saying that there was a deleted scene in part one where it's just Jar Jar and Palpatine walking through, just walking by themselves. He doesn't know where it is because it's all green screen. Right. Just the two of them walking. And Palpatine telling Jar Jar that he's part of something great. Oh,
1: the Sith army. But then
0: what I think happens is he was so hated that George Lucas scrapped this idea of the Darth Jar Jar in part two. And they really scaled back his role. But some of that stuff had already been put in there.
1: Interesting. Remember
0: how many droids Jar Jar kills? Yeah. Seemingly by accident. Yeah. He knew it all along. He's just playing dumb.
1: That's it's, crazy. He's a Sith Lord. I like this
0: theory. <laughs> all right. Well, are you ready to go on to part two? Episode two, Attack of the Clones?
1: I guess so. It sucks. I, I like this one even <laughs> less than I like the first oh, one. really? Yeah.
0: Had you seen this one before? No. Oh, your first time? It's my first time. I have seen this. I think this will be my third time overall. Okay. I didn't see this one in theaters either. I was put off of from my... First one? Yeah, yeah. That put me off. I think I probably rented it from like Blockbuster when it came out or uh. something. And each time, I can't remember anything about it. We watched this about a week ago. I can't remember anything no, about this No, it was so
1: one-dimensional and kind of bland and stupid. It felt like a book that they put out that's like a a 1.2... Instead of like book number two,
0: this it's just a filling in. Of it's the a gap. filling
1: in. It's just giving you backstory. It's just not. It's not necessary. I think this could have been two movies.
0: It that's very true because this makes reference to a lot of cool stuff like the Clone Wars, but doesn't actually show
1: it to you. No, it's very odd. Um, That this is how they chose to do this movie that was like set up to make so much money.
0: And it did because it's Star Wars.
1: Mm hmm. But I feel like they could have done so much more with this because it has the following, so we know people are going to see it. Doing a shitty movie just doesn't make any sense because there's so many fans who are just like rabid for more story.
0: Well, I don't think anyone intended to do a shitty movie. I think if you just told everyone like, hey, instead of doing a shitty movie, do a good movie. Of course, yeah, that would be better. But I don't think they knew. I don't think George Lucas knew. He still talks about Jar Jar as being one of his favorite characters ever. What? George Lucas just doesn't know that kind of stuff. He's not the greatest.
1: Is George Lucas really dumb?
0: He's great at what he does. Yeah. But writing characters is not one of them. No. Of course, if Jar Jar was a big Sith Lord, maybe that'd be more fun. So this movie, I think its biggest flaw is that 90% of it takes place in CG rooms that have no depth and no kind of link to the world, and it all looks like it's playstation 2 cut mm-hmm. it's the first movie ever to be all digital interesting it wasn't shot on film at all hmm. and it looks like it
1: it does look like it this is like episode 2 fancy room time
0: yeah it's just round rooms with a window looking out over mysterious the mysterious
1: fancy room time. oh it's just
0: all people talking in those stupid rooms i hated those rooms so much yeah
1: i agree i agree it was just like go somewhere else go somewhere interesting yeah
0: there's so many movies in this franchise sitting room where every single location has a story to tell Mm -hmm. and here you just get like oh here's a room with rounded windows here's another room with rounded windows it's maybe the same room i can't tell anymore
1: they all kind of blend together
0: so now we have hayden christensen playing anakin
1: what do you think of him i didn't like him he was very whiny
0: he's so whiny he's not evil he's just annoying and angsty and do you remember how creepy
1: he is yeah
0: i did not remember that in the past i think
1: he was trying to go for like brooding like brooding hero character Mm -hmm. but was just creepy and annoying
0: the way he talked to padme was very creepy yes i did not care for it Wait, her name's Padme, but she's Queen Amidala. Is the title Amidala? Or is that like her last name?
1: I think that's her last name.
0: Padme Amidala? Yeah. Or is the new elected queen now Queen Amidala?
1: Maybe it's like the office of Amidala.
0: Huh. None of that makes sense. But either way, Jar Jar is also a senator by this
1: point? That's weird.
0: And by senator, it means you represent your entire planet. Although Padme and Jar Jar from the same planet... They get two Senate seats because there's two species? I don't know. Does your amount of Senate seat correspond to how many sentient
1: species you have? I don't know. Interesting questions. It would make sense if you have a species that has like a certain number on the planet that you'd get a vote.
0: But then what if one planet is like North America in that it's multi-special? Yeah. Do they get more seats than the homogenous
1: planets? I don't know. So many questions. I think it's, I don't know.
0: For as much as they talk about the Senate, they actually don't tell you anything. Back to Anakin, he's just immediately unlikable. And you'd love to see this turn because we know where he's going. We know he's going to turn out bad. I would love to see that. But this whole time, I just have a kind of an angsty, annoying teenager. Yeah. Who really has not a whole lot to be angry about. He's always complaining about how Obi-Wan's holding him back, but we don't really see that.
1: Yeah, he doesn't really prove to us that he has any kind of maturity where he could handle being on his own and not being uh, like, Padawan anymore. And also,
0: he's had the shortest training of anyone in the history. Ever. And he's still like, why am I
1: being held back? Yeah.
0: What an asshole that guy is.
1: Like, show us that you're ready. Being a whiny asshole doesn't make you show, like, doesn't show us that you're ready.
0: This kind of suffers from that same improv alien thing a little bit as well. But it's just like everyone in this movie needs to be like, hey, we're in Star Wars, huh? Check this out. Everyone's like, look at this, Star Wars. While in the original trilogy, I feel like that's what gave credibility to this like space opera. Right. Is that everyone in it treated it just like they would any other role. Yeah. If you took Han Solo out of that movie, put him in a Western and he acts the same that works. Put him in a detective story, that works. If you took any character out of this and put him in any other type of movie, it would seem ridiculous. It would. Because they're acting like they're in Star Wars. But the thing is, Star Wars had really naturalistic acting in the original trilogy. It was very realist. Not like um, realistic, because it's in space thousands of years or whatever. (laughs) But it's realist in the sense that Everything makes sense to these characters. It's not a fantasy movie to them. No. And well, I feel like these ones are.
1: All the characters are like someone that you work with. Like you have that really standoffish person and that really cold person and that like crazy outspoken person. And so. And you
0: have that one eight foot Wookiee
1: in your office. Yeah. And that's you just. You have the
0: little green guy. <laughs>
1: So I feel like there are people that you could meet or, like, your friend or, like, it's much more easy to be like, oh, I'm a Princess Leia and you're a Luke Skywalker. And, like, it's it's very much, like, an archetype of a person that exists in the real world.
0: Absolutely it is. So much so that I've totally ripped it off. <laughs> I made a movie and I knew that I had a certain amount of characters and it was about the plot. It was, like, a silly horror comedy. And I was like, well, what do I make these people? And I was like, oh. Well, I do a Luke, I do a Leia, I do a Chewbacca, and I do a solo. Yeah. And I wrote them like that and I was like, it works. Yeah. But if you said like, oh, do an Obi Wan, a Qui Gon, and a Padme, I'd be like, what are they?
1: They're all kind of yeah. the same. I understand some more of the backstory of like the episodes I guess four through nine like I understand more of the backstory. Sure. there was a lot of family tree drama that I didn't really understand and in the new Star Wars movies, there was a lot of backstory that I the characters that I didn't really understand where they came from
0: did it answer any questions that you were dying to know? No that's the things I feel like
1: I mean I wanted to know a little bit more about like um like Luke and Leia that kind of yeah I'd that love up. to learn I did not know uh like how she was a princess and how he like came to be living with um like his aunt and uncle Mm -hmm. but i just it wasn't ever anything that was like oh i need to know it i need to know it it was like huh i must have missed something and that's fine you know like the original trilogy really it doesn't need that backstory
0: no because it just tells you things and you're like that's the way it is while these ones explain something into the ground and they do answer things that you'd like to hear about like um Why did they start building the Death Star? How did Luke and Leia's parents fall in love? And how did they get separated? And they answer these things, but they clarify these mysteries in such a boring way that it spoils our fascination with it. Boring is a good way to put it, yeah. These are questions that I want answers to. And then you get the answer, and you're like, oh, I kind of wish I didn't know. Yeah, like... It didn't add anything. If anything, it
1: subtracts. Yeah, the only person who seemed really interesting was the um, the guy who adopts Princess Leia at the end and and that was like something that I wanted to know more, something that I wanted to know more about.
0: Yeah, it's like Jimmy Smith's, I think, right? Is that who plays it? I can't remember his Organa? name.
1: But yeah I, um, I wanted to hear more about that in like the whole scheme of the Star Wars universe. I wanted to hear more about her life as a princess and how it differed from Luke's life.
0: That Maybe that would be. be more interesting. Young Luke and young Leia. Watching a seeing movie what they're doing. where
1: they're like, because they're the same age, so they're going to be going through kind of similar life things at the same time. So it's like nice to like, it would be kind of neat to go back and forth between like, oh, Princess Leia learning this and, oh, Luke is the same age and doing this. And like, that would be really cool.
0: Samantha, you just wrote a better movie. Yes. That's good. I
1: love when that happens. I,
0: I would totally watch that. And it's, yeah, the two of them are intercut. Yeah, and, then and like maybe back you and have, forth like, it's like
1: age ten, they're yeah. doing this, he's doing this. Age eleven, he's doing this, she's doing that, and like you kind of weave their stories in, and how they almost—I bet there was points where they might have almost met.
0: Yeah, or where they're doing really similar things, but yeah. in such different worlds, because yes. she's royal and he's a moisture farmer. <laughs> I think is what he is, right?
1: I didn't know that, but yeah. <laughs>
0: And then when they do introduce things that you want them to clarify, they kind of forget about them. So do you remember the chosen one prophecy? Yeah. It's talked about a lot in this trilogy. Yeah. So there is going to be a chosen one that they think is Anakin, and they're going to put the Force into balance. What does that mean? Was it out of balance? Is Luke the chosen one in the end? I don't know. And what does returning it to balance mean? Exactly. I thought the Force is all about, like... Yeah, balance, good and evil. So there needs to be Sith in addition to the Jedi. Isn't that kind of what they want? Or do they want the eradication of the Sith? Because that doesn't seem like balance.
1: No, it would be peace between them. Oh, yeah, maybe. I feel like that's what balance would be in the end. Like allowing to live kind of organically together.
0: Maybe. I don't know. It's never talked about.
1: No war?
0: (laughs) Perhaps. Because the Jedi in this are also, like, suspect. This is another time where they're hired goons sent to stop an independence movement. Because countries, or not countries, planets want to start leaving the Senate, the Galactic Senate. The Jedi are sent to stop planets from leaving by force. Yeah. They just want to be independent and the, the Jedi are sent to kill them? them? Yeah. That seems like some CIA bullshit right it there. It does.
1: It does. It very much does.
0: All right. I can go through a bunch of notes because I actually did take notes during it. I don't know what a lot of them mean now. Um, There's no south in space, I wrote, because one time they said they needed to go south from a star. That's not <laughs> how space works. Nope. But um, also planets don't pull stars. Stars pull planets. Yes. feel like they should know that.
1: Just basic how space works.
0: Yeah. I also wrote talking about how illogical this movie is would take more time than we have. None of it makes sense. No. Remember the scene with those big butt hippos? I have the word big butt hippo written down. No. Anakin and Padme are riding these like hippos with big butts. And then they have like this romantic scene. Oh,
1: with the field. And yeah, I, I do remember that. Yeah. it was, was terrible. The only romance in the movie.
0: And the dialogue that anakin has in those types of scenes is like really bad teenage poetry because yeah. nobody had the heart to tell george lucas that this is terrible
1: and not how teenagers would talk to each other when mm-hmm. they were in love and that most teenagers don't fall in love with people who are five years younger than them
0: yeah i'm glad they clarify and say oh, it's only five years because it looks like a lot more in that first movie oh
1: in that first movie the like difference in age is creepy yeah
0: it's easily 10 years yeah and 10 years is fine when you're like 40, yeah. When you are 6 and 16, it is wrong.
1: Yes, very wrong. She could go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> she should.
0: Lock her up. Lock her <laughs> up. I want to impeach Padme for pedophilia. Oh. She should be. That's not right. You should no, be doing that. No,
1: it's not. Uh, it's very much not right.
0: <laughs> so I guess the main part of this movie is about the clone army and the creation of... What turns out to be stormtroopers eventually. Yes. And then we get to learn, like, oh, they were all clones, which sometimes makes sense and sometimes it makes no sense at all. Mm-hmm. Like, someone put forth an order for clones. They just went to the clone dealership, talked to those poorly yeah, yeah, yeah. designed long aliens.
1: 20,000 clones, please? And
0: they said, I need 20,000 clones. And they said, All right, that'll be about 10 years. And he's like, Cool, cool. So then they started at it. Then Obi-Wan just stumbles upon it and they're like, Oh, yeah, you're clones. Yeah, it's been 10 years. Why didn't you guys come pick them up? You'd think that there'd be some sort of payment agreement or, like, they would have checked in in the last 10 years.
1: Also, I feel like that's, like, a payment plan kind of thing. Yeah. Not, you don't just pay for 20,000 clones. Up front? Up front, like, (laughs) with a credit card. Well, I guess
0: Count Dooku, maybe, was the one who ordered
1: them? Must have been. So
0: this plan, Palpatine's plan also makes no sense. No, not at all. It's been in the works for at least 10 years. Yeah. How much luck this plan relies on is insane. And if you know the plan... Which we do going through the movies. Yes, we do. It does not track at all. For instance, there's one point where all of the Jedi are in one arena. And the plan is to kill the Jedi, take control of the Senate, right? Yeah. So they're all in one arena. The droids are going to kill them all. So if Palpatine just lets them, it's all done. Yeah. But instead, he sends in the clones. Send in the clones. Send in the clones. You know, it's like a... Ah. Um, <laughs> Finish a sentence no, no. and I'll tell you
1: if I know. <laughs> he
0: sends in the clones to battle the droids and save the Jedi. And then they proceed to... Ha- he has a war with himself. The droids versus the clones for another five years or something. Hmm. Only so in the third movie, he can get all of the Jedi into one place and kill them with the clones. You had it. You could have saved so much money and time and warring with yourself if you've yeah. done it then and also the inclusion of boba fett is stupid because people love boba fett i don't really get why he had a cool costume
1: he did yeah
0: he's bad at his job
1: he is bad at his job
0: but anyways everyone loves boba fett so he's like oh i have to make boba fett a real big thing how about every single stormtrooper is boba fett <laughs>
1: that's awful Aww. yeah and- boba
0: fett's just a clone and all of the stormtroopers are too yeah, doesn't okay. that make you love him more no it does the opposite no, it
1: does the opposite
0: now we know he's the exact opposite of special what there does literally- boba fett
1: go on to do i can't remember
0: oh you don't know boba fett no well we'll see him soon he's
1: another character like like
0: he's in the movies for a very short period of time but everyone loves him yeah he's a bounty hunter he's not great in his job his rocket pack malfunctions and he falls into a sarlacc pit okay we'll get there
1: okay cool can't wait
0: yeah attack of the clones is not as egregiously bad as phantom menace but it has so much less going on and it's so much more boring that it's almost worse in a way
1: yeah yeah
0: what was a good thing about attack of the clones
1: more amidala outfits all right yeah that's
0: probably a good part um, I liked, again, there's a good music piece in it called Across the Stars. It's kind of like the lump theme
1: for this. Oh, interesting.
0: And it's poorly served because there isn't any real romance in this movie. See, that's it now. Can you hear it? oh i'm gonna edit it in post
1: oh yes i can hear it i love this song yeah
0: well should we go on to part three revenge of the sith yep so i think this is the best of the three
1: i think so um padme finally stops talking in that really low queen voice oh her robot voice that she does
0: a lot yeah because when she's the queen she's the robot it's like a weird accent
1: It is. Anakin
0: also kind of has a British-ish accent at some point.
1: Yeah, it's very strange. They kind of switch back and forth with her accent and it makes no sense.
0: Yeah, if you go watch episode four, A New Hope, there's one scene where Leia has a British accent too.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's weird. She just does it sometimes. I guess that was probably like first day of shooting and then figured things out. Yeah.
1: They were like, oh, maybe she's not British, but we're not going to go back in and reshoot that. (laughs) You know, space Brits. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, the uh, Empire is mostly space brits.
1: Yeah. Because that's just what fancy people sound like. Yeah. So what did you like about this movie?
0: The hair gets much better. It
1: does get much better.
0: Poor Ewan McGregor first has that like Weird, short hair with like the little tail on it like Jedi have. So dumb. And then he looks like Jesus in the second one, and then in the third one he's like a lovable English teacher or something. Yeah, yeah, he's nice. I like him in this one. Uh, also, Anakin has much better hair in this one too.
1: Yes, he does. Padme's pretty good too. Padme has some good hair.
0: Her hair's always pretty good. It changes a lot. Yeah, she's and a, she lot has more, extensions in a lot more. She's of the time. a lot
1: more relaxed in this movie
0: because she's now she's senator. Now
1: she's Senator Amidala.
0: Yeah, so why did they want to kill her when she was queen because she had all the power, but now she's a senator and they want to kill her because she has all the power? Which has the power, the senator or the queen? When she's a queen, she goes to talk to the Senate. Shouldn't the senator be doing that? Yeah, I don't know. the stupid government system. I want
1: to read a textbook on intergalactic Senate Senate government and just kind of figure out what, what actually happens in the Senate.
0: That terrible room. Oh, I hated the design of that room. That has With like the all those pods, floating pods. Yeah. yeah, so lazy. But ET's in it. What? Yeah, ET's in this world. Oh, that's a thing. Well, I like the Senate in Lilo and Stitch much better. They have a similar sort of thing, like that. They Alien do. Senate. It's yeah.
1: almost like Lilo and Stitch are part of this world.
0: Oh, I like that. I whoa! I wish Stitch was in this movie. Yeah. That'd be more entertaining.
1: <laughs> Way better than Jar Jar. Stitch is better than Jar Jar. That's my hot take for this episode.
0: Agreed. What's your favorite part of this movie?
1: I don't know. I have a hard time picking, like, a really good part of this movie. There's less terrible parts. L- that's kind of what I was about to say. Is was, like, I like that I didn't hate it as much as I hated the first two. So that's a bonus. <laughs> yeah.
0: Also, when I think about it, I don't remember much of the first half of this movie. Mm-hmm. Because Nothing Christopher happened. Lee is in this
1: one. Really?
0: Christopher uh, Count Dooku. Oh.
1: Yeah.
0: I always think of him as being in the second movie, but he's in this too.
1: Oh, interesting. But he gets
0: killed and can cuts his head off.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: There's a lot of decapitations that mean nothing in no, these movies. No Everyone's
1: consequences. Heads
0: get cut off and it's so like clean and nonviolent. It's yeah, weird.
1: Because if you cut someone's head off and their heart is still beating while it's happening, uh, there's going to be a lot of blood spraying around. <laughs>
0: Maybe a lightsaber cauterizes it, it chops.
1: It. Oh, it like cuts off all those veins. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it
0: just kind of seals everything up.
1: Because, like, as your nice
0: clean decapitations.
1: as your heart stops beating, blood is like surging out. As mm-hmm. your, uh, it would be very messy.
0: Yeah, you know, from all those decapitations you've been a part of.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> I've been part of no decapitations. I just know how the body works.
0: <laughs> it should be like Shogun Assassin. <laughs> My number one movie for decapitations, I'm telling you out there, Shogun Assassin. Or oh. it's also like a series, Baby Cart, the Baby Cart series. Go so check it out. Lots or of Or it's also called Lone Wolf and Cub sometimes. This is all the same thing. Oh, it's all the same thing. Sometimes, I thought it was
1: like multiple movies that you liked for decapitation.
0: Sometimes it's 12 movies. Sometimes it's one movie. Those are all the names. So go check them out.
1: One thing I don't understand from this movie is how people don't realize that Anakin and Padme are married.
0: Yeah, they're really into each other.
1: It's like, And they're always together. Mm-hmm. And they're like, for people who are trying to hide their love, they're very bad at it.
0: Yeah. And then she's like visibly pregnant, right? Yeah. And then we never they're like, was... oh, who's the father? It's clearly the guy that you're with all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The guy who is around her age, who she's constantly with.
0: You know, the one that you share her room with? Maybe it's that one. But...
1: Yeah, if they're sleeping in the same bed every night, you'd think that <laughs> someone would clue in. What about her servants or, like, any people who, like, work in her home? And
0: also, they can kind of sense things all the time. You'd think they'd sense this. Yeah,
1: you'd think that, like, Obi-Wan would be, like, right on that.
0: I think he knew, didn't he?
1: I don't, I...
0: Eh, either way. I like him. Ewan McGregor, this is his best movie. I do
1: like this one, yeah.
0: And there's only one time ever where we get to see Padme and Obi-Wan just have a scene together. Yes. And you're like, oh, this is so much of a better movie when you get two people who can act acting next to each other.
1: Even if it's a bad script, they still do such a good job of being those characters.
0: Much of the time. So a lot of the time they're kinda of bad too for who they are. But <laughs> yeah. they're by far the best parts.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: I guess I did like Count Dooku. He didn't have much to do. I wanna know, uh, what's the deal with Jennifer Jennifer Grievous? <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Grievous. <laughs> I was gonna say General General Grievous, but it right. came out as Jennifer Grievous, which is a better character. I want to know about Jennifer Grievous. Me too. General Grievous's niece,
1: <laughs> his daughter.
0: Yeah. Hi, I'm Jennifer Grievous. But General Grievous, what's his story? I don't know. He's like a sickly alien that has a robot suit. And I'm sure all of you nerds out there are yelling, he's this, he takes the use the robotics to help save his life. And uh,
1: you can email us. And
0: that's great. And let us know. It's not in the movie. It they don't tell you anything in the no. movie. So at first I thought he was a droid, but then you get to see his lungs and he coughs and most droids don't cough. Although these droids also, the droids, sometimes... They're controlled by a central unit and they don't do anything unless they're it's like programmed into it. Yeah, them.
1: like when the Death Star blows up.
0: Sometimes they have commanders and they're asking for orders from other droids. Is there a hierarchy in droids? Are they programmed differently? And they're also terrible at their jobs a lot of the time. Yeah. They're always making mistakes and wisecracking. Yeah. Why did you program the droids to wisecrack? True. They could just be like a rolling ball with a gun on it that would be better. Why would you design them to like walk so they can fall down? Because they always fall down. Who designed these droids? They're terrible.
1: Terrible droids. I want remote control droids, like a Roomba. That would be
0: much more effective. (laughs) The whole evolution of robotics in the Star Wars world is confusing.
1: Yeah, why would you want sassy, stupid, mean droids that are like mean to you? And you're like, no, I own you.
0: (laughs) And why did Anakin program C-3PO to be so fussy?
1: yeah <laughs>
0: why would you put that in there like ah, it'll be really funny if he's he's really fancy <laughs> and really particular
1: i like the fancy droids
0: i do like c-3po is he's great he's trained I for do etiquette like yeah why did anakin build that i don't know i think they didn't need to have c-3po and r2d2 and every movie Mm -mm. it was silly because it seems very shoehorned in there and then later on we have to pretend that r2d2 and obi-wan don't know each other
1: yeah that's the other thing like he calls him by name clearly they're like in the same group they're always together and then yeah they have a conversation and then in the next movie or the next set of movies he doesn't even know who he is yeah what were we talking about
0: general grievous I'm sure that story, Jennifer Grievous, Grievous, I'm sure that story is more interesting than the one we get about why there is a Jedi killing kind of insectoid alien that has bronchitis and has a robot exoskeleton. I want to hear about that. Yeah. I want to hear about how Count Dooku was, I think, trained under Yoda and then switched. Yeah, I want to hear about that. And everyone's going like, oh, there must be some Sith Lord somewhere. How do you not know? How do you not sense that Palpatine, you're in the same room with him all the time. Yeah. How do you not know that he's a Sith Lord? He's more powerful than all of you and has been trained for many years. Use the
1: Force.
0: How how did he get trained? Who trained Palpatine? He's more powerful than all of them.
1: I have no idea. So many unanswered questions. Also, would probably be a way better movie.
0: Man, I want some Knights of the Old Republic stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah beginning of the jedi yes
0: maybe that's the type of stuff we'll get we can lend let this whole saga end and then we can get some new crazy things like that there were some other good things in it like um there's a good line i think padme says so this is how democracy ends with thunderous applause Mm, that was good that's a good
1: yeah she does have some good one-liners and
0: um who says only siths deal on absolutes that's a good line yeah Uh, The Obi-Wan-Anakin fight I thought was very good. Yeah. That That was fun. And it's intercut with like the Yoda stuff. And the music then kind of has a callback to my favorite music from Phantom Menace. What is the Phantom Menace in Phantom Menace? I don't know. Darth Jar Jar.
1: Because he's not technically a part of the thing.
0: He was secretly controlling it all.
1: Secret. Oh, I like that. Darth Darth Binks. Darth Darth Binks. (laughs) Binks. (laughs)
0: Yes. And it's weird how, like, in this movie, I think the character that drew the most emotional response was a CG Yoda. Like, when he falls and fails. Yeah. It was really sad. And I feel for the CG character because not many characters had any humanity it, And them. we
1: had no, like, reason to feel anything for any of these characters. because yeah, most didn't, of them are not. they didn't build them that way.
0: Yeah. Although, I don't know how, somehow through these three movies, I do find Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan compelling. And I like that character a lot. I don't know if it's earned, if I just like that actor, but he's my favorite character of the first three movies. Yeah. How about you? Who's your favorite? Padme?
1: Padme. She's good. I thought she was kind of dumb after the first movie, but... Everyone seeing... is dumb in the first movie. Everyone is dumb in the first movie. Obi-Wan but included. Seeing all three kind of in a row, I have a little bit more of a like, a like for her because she is, like most of the Star Wars women, very badass.
0: She's competent, which few people are in this movie.
1: Yes. <laughs> I think I'm just liking the fact that she's not some dumb princess.
0: In that big battle with Anakin and Obi-Wan that like takes his legs and his arm and everything like that that makes Darth Vader, the big joke is always the bit about the high ground. Did that make sense to you? So he's like, "I have the high ground. You've already lost" cuz he's up on a hill.
1: I think I remember kind of registering it and being like that's too dumb to actually be like what they meant.
0: Yeah, he said like, "You can't defeat me. I'm on a hill." <laughs> That's not how sword fighting works. No. He could come up beside him.
1: Yeah, this other person can also walk up the hill.
0: And why would he, from the bottom on a raft, try to jump over him there? Why not jump onto that low ground and then jump over him? <laughs> why not straddle up beside him?
1: I don't know. It's dumb.
0: Yeah, but the high ground—you can't. You can't beat someone who has the high ground. You've already lost. I have the high ground. <laughs> When next time we argue about a movie, I'm gonna sit on a higher seat than you. You should just stand on the and be couch. Like you've already lost. Yeah. I have the high ground.
1: <laughs> That'll make me really happy if we're <laughs> fighting. <laughs> if we're already upset with each other, it's like start making some quippy remarks and see how far that gets you.
0: <laughs> I absolutely will. Oh, I wish we were doing Gone with the Wind now, because I would have used it all the time in I that know one. I you would have. <laughs> What about when Anakin is laying on the ground, kind of on fire? Obi-Wan just leaves him there. Just finish. If you're going to kill him, kill him. Yeah. If you want to save him, save him.
1: This... Don't just leave
0: him like, eh, I'm sure this will turn up for the best.
1: It's like in Chopping Mall. Never put down the knife. Was that Chopping Mall?
0: You don't put use a knife against a robot anyway. No,
1: where... What... Halloween, maybe? Oh, yes, it was Halloween. She keeps putting the knife down yeah. and...
0: But the equivalent in all of these movies, every Jedi could have finished any of these movies if they'd had one thing, a wrist strap on their lightsaber.
1: Yes, get those they, accessories.
0: Oh my God, their lightsabers are always flying away. They're always dropping them mm-hmm. off of like infinite holes they because need a that's a thing strap. that They need a safety strap. They need wrist straps, a lanyard, something. If my life depends on one little cylinder, I'm going to strap that thing to me. They're always flying and jumping off of stuff, but then they just let it fall wherever.
1: Sometimes you just need to go for function over fashion. Maybe they thought the wrist straps were, like, too ugly.
0: That they didn't look cool? That their friends would make fun of them? Yeah. What's the matter, Obi-Wan? Are you afraid of dropping your lightsaber? Yeah. You should have been like, yes, this would save my life.
1: (laughs) So they banned wrist straps on lightsabers because it didn't look cool enough.
0: So let's go to the end of this one because it's been a long time.
1: (laughs) it has been a long time
0: padme dies because the medical droid said in very medically Mm jargony terms she lost the will to live (laughs) she just chose not to live anymore
1: yeah that's weird
0: that's terrible just have her die in childbirth that's That's a thing that happens that is
1: a thing that happens especially like when you're having twins
0: Yeah, but saying she lost the will to live, it just takes the mystery out of these things again in a very unfulfilling way. Yes. That she didn't die. If Anakin had killed her somehow in a fit of rage, that would have meant something. And then you could see that driving the character forth. Of course, Palpatine tells Anakin like, oh, you killed her. And that's what he believes, I guess. Although it never really comes up. No. But that's what he believes, and he uses that to create the character. But if it had actually happened, it would have had so much more weight.
1: True, true.
0: And instead, she just was like, mm, you know what? I'm tired of living. Y'all two. I have twins, but you know what? I'm over it.
1: They probably suck, too. They
0: probably suck as much as my whiny, murderous husband. <laughs> Remember when he murders all those children?
1: Yeah. i forgot
0: about that actually
1: (laughs) my twins probably suck also yeah his turn when really they grew up to be very cool
0: yeah both of them
1: yeah
0: uh luke's a little whiny
1: yeah he gets he takes after his dad to to tashi station and pick
0: up some power converters i think that's what he says it's a whiny line we'll talk about it next week yes (laughs) the birth of uh luke and leia intercut with the birth of vader was Mm -hmm. kind of interesting that was neat that. that
1: was a cool kind of sequence um they definitely figured out how to use all the cg and like so it looked a little better
0: yeah it's the best looking of yeah because one those, and two look dated already
1: they do the, and the first one you could tell that they had all these cool new things to play with yeah and they were just like some of this and some of that and some of this and we'll when just they're throw talking little jar, of that jar. in there it yeah and it's just like why do you have to use absolutely every special effect in every scene yeah like, it was just, it was almost hard to watch because there was so much special effect happening all at the same time. And this last one, um, number three, they really seemed to kind of tone it down and use them to their strengths.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that.
1: As opposed to 900% C- CGI. Why
0: does Vader get stoic?
1: I don't know. We
0: learn that it's his, like, anger that turns him to the dark side. Right. And Anakin is really angry and emotional, and that's yes. the bad thing. But Darth Vader is, like, the most calm guy ever. Yeah. Why did he go there? That doesn't make sense. No. They should have had him, like, a turn into a cold-calculated serial killer type. Mm-hmm. That would make sense, turning into Vader. Not, like, a teenage angst. Teenage angst doesn't lead to what Vader is. No. Doesn't make sense that way.
1: Cold-calculating serial killer would definitely make more sense.
0: So we get Vader created and i don't care how bad these movies are when that happened i still get chills it's pretty cool because you know you know the history Mm -hmm. but it doesn't really stand on its own that much no what so what's up with the emperor so he can shoot lightning because he knows the force yeah that makes sense i guess but who trained him we don't know i'd love to hear about that why does him using his lightning disfigure his face
1: Yeah, I don't know, because he uses lightning all the time before this.
0: Yeah, you'd think that he's been trained in it. This can't be his first time.
1: I don't know why that happens, and there is no explanation. Like, with most of the things in this movie.
0: I want to know, like, what his thinking is. Does he think he's doing the right thing? That he's, that the world will be better with him in charge? I assume so. It's not really mentioned. Or, like, what is his vision for this empire? Because if he wants it to be... Just to be in control of everything. He already was.
1: Yeah, Why because he was he head of...
0: The Senate. He was the, he's the s- Chancellor or whatever it is. Yeah, Space Force. <laughs> he was the Chancellor of the Senate, I think? Yeah, he was. So he's the most powerful man in the galaxy. Yeah. Why do you need to completely have a war against yourself after achieving that? I guess you get rid of the Jedi and then the Jedi can't come against you. But then, why do you take the extra step of, like, oh, now we're going to be, like, the empire?
1: Yeah.
0: You were already there.
1: You already had control of everybody. And you were doing a pretty good job of making everyone bend to your will, anyway.
0: Yeah. If anything, when you had the Jedi, they were your army that you could send out to anyone who was disagreeing with you, which you did. Yeah. I guess it's just, like, dictators are bad and he's. Bad. Yeah, but i would like to know what his plan is if he had like the villain speech that they always have like this is the brand new world that yeah that you're going to see and it's going to be better because of this and of course he's misguided but then obi-wan can say like no but that's not the way and i just want that
1: i think we should just write the star wars movies
0: <laughs> i'm sure a lot of people have written better ones i hear a lot of those novels are actually really good
1: there's novels
0: there's dozens and maybe hundreds of novels what yeah do you think Star Wars just exists in these movies? I don't know. There's all sorts of TV shows. And is there
1: novels. a backstory for Princess Leia? Because I'd watch that.
0: I'm sure there is, actually. <laughs> you know what? I bet the growing up Leia exists as a book.
1: Yeah. Oh, I bet. I looked on one of the like Star Wars fan site, like where they kind of break down all the characters, and they have her whole growing up story on. Um, Wikipedia. Yes, it's Wikipedia. And uh, they have her whole growing up story and how she was raised by ants to become, like, etiquette. By ants? No, by her ants. Oh, okay. And she was- (laughs) I thought
0: you meant a colony of insects.
1: (laughs) You know, probably not that off base. I want to see that show. The little synopsis that I read. I'm like, I want to see the show of, like, Leia growing up and being, like, a defiant princess.
0: And Luke hanging out with his friends.
1: Just doing teenagers. It's just stuff.
0: like um, American graffiti. That's what it would be. So let's go through where everyone ends up as we go into the next trilogy. Okay. So Yoda is off to Dagobah. Hiding. Because he's one of the few surviving Jedi. You'd yeah. think that he would do something in those next 17 years, but no, he just stays there. Obi-Wan is sent to Tatooine because that's where Luke, the baby, is going. And he's sent to kind of look after him, but yes. doesn't really look after him. But no. Leia is sent with Organa, whatever he is, he's a president of something, he's a senator, senator, senator. Organa, yeah, Jimmy Smiths, yeah, and she's gonna live that royal life,
1: mm-hmm. living that royal life, hashtag the royal life.
0: <laughs> Palpatine is gonna change from being a chancellor to an emperor. Mm-hmm. He's now won the war against himself because uh, you have to. He also lost the war against himself, I guess technically, his droid <laughs> army lost he you in charge of that.
1: Lost the war against myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what happens to all those droids? Do you think you could still employ the do- droids? Yeah. Because you own both sides.
1: Because don't you just replug in the USB?
0: Yeah, I think that's how it works. <laughs> the clones are going to be the stormtroopers, although later on, at some point, they stop making them clones and just start uh, drafting people. Yeah. In the next few years, I guess they stop using clones.
1: Yeah. Because then they become people who were raised that way. Or you
0: get drafted into it because Luke, oh, I guess that was a deleted scene, talks about how he doesn't want to get drafted into the Imperial Army.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Which is like a very interesting lair to think about. But we'll talk about those movies later.
1: Okay, sounds good.
0: And is that everyone?
1: I think that's pretty much everyone.
0: Well, maybe we should go through these three movies and give them a rating out of 10. Let's start off with The Phantom Menace, episode one.
1: I give Phantom Menace a 3.5, but only because of Padme's outfits. It would be like a 1 if it didn't have good outfits from her.
0: I'm going to give Phantom Menace a 2 out of 10. It's bad in every way.
1: In every way.
0: Really, it is. It's, it's a bad movie. And it's not just a reactionary of like, hey, they ruined my childhood, because that's a stupid argument and I don't like it. But it is a very bad movie. How about Episode 2, Attack of the Clones?
1: A four, because good outfits and backstory.
0: I give it a four as well. It isn't as obviously bad as Phantom Menace, but it's also incredibly boring. And convoluted and things don't make sense. And it's all people standing in rooms talking. And that's not what I want out of this movie.
1: Oh, you don't like that? That's
0: not what I want out of any movie, really. If you're going to have people just talking in rooms, make them interesting people. True. If you're going to have one-dimensional characters that are boring, give them some action. And this does neither of those. So I didn't care for it. But it's better than Phantom Menace. What about episode three, Revenge of the Sith? I'm
1: going to give this one a five point five. This one seemed to utilize all of its like special effects better. It was a much nicer movie to watch. And um I didn't find the characters quite as awful.
0: Yeah, I'll give this one a six out of ten. I oh. think it's a goodish movie. Oh. The action scenes are pretty well done. It's the first time I started caring for these characters.
1: Yeah, that's kind of how I feel too.
0: And it's the first time when they're setting up things for the next three movies that I actually liked those connections. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's how that happened. You get very few of those, but it's much better than in the other two where every time they explain something, it really just takes away from the story.
1: Yes. um, The backstory in this movie definitely carries over and enhances the next couple movies.
0: I might push back on enhances. If none of these existed, I think I'd be all right with. But this is definitely the best of the three.
1: Yes, absolutely. Not the
0: best score, though. No? Still a good score. John Williams, you've won me over. All right, well, I've talked way too much about three pretty bad to mediocre movies. Should we wrap this thing up? It's probably super long. I think we should. We should have made this three episodes. (laughs) And then they could have nine weeks of Star Wars.
1: Nine weeks of Star Wars. (laughs) See,
0: this way you only have to
1: think about this for three weeks
0: yeah or ignore it for three weeks if you're not into Star Wars. true
1: we might have people bailing on the podcast because we might get new people turned into a star wars podcast
0: well we've been a cheer podcast for most of the rest of the time so we can switch it up every now and then sounds good but next week next what can they join us for
1: uh next week you can join us for episodes four through six
0: otherwise known as the good stuff. The
1: original trilogy. I
0: wonder, is it as good as we think it is? We I don't know. We'll out.
1: see. We'll have to see. I haven't seen them in many years. Because so think... these
0: were worse than I thought they were, the first two. Mm-hmm. Third was better than I thought it was. Originally. Well,
1: that's good. That's a ringing endorsement. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it wasn't terrible.
1: If we have broken your heart today, though, and you want to give us a rebuttal for why movies one through three were the best movies ever, you can email us at I Love This, You Should, and the number two at gmail.com. And you can find us on all the social medias at I L T Y S and the number two. And uh, I do really want to hear what some people think about these movies and whether or not they uh, actually like them. And that blockade.
0: They couldn't get off the planet, but then they just fly back in later? None of these things makes any sense no. to me. All right, I'm done. I'm going to go to sleep. An angry, angry sleep.
1: Okay, well, we will see you next week when we discuss the good movies in this trilogy. Maybe.
0: Until then, may the Force be with you. And also with you. Taking all your nails off? I am, yeah. You have sparkles on your face. <laughs> Why?
1: <What? laughs>